Hey guys, this is Kiki. I'm here to review season three, episode five of Owns Ready to Love. This episode is entitled Eyes Wide Open. All right, y'all, let's get to it. I actually enjoyed this episode. Um, I didn't end up watching it live because I was dog sitting, but I came home, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and then I was like, let me watch it again just to review it. So this week was good. There was a twist that I was not too fond of. I'm still kind of mad about it, but we're going to talk about it. All right, the episode opens up in Thomas Tabernacle. Shout out to Lamp. Ashley has told me that she goes around the house saying Thomas Tabernacle and it drives you up the wall. So shout out to you, Lamp. (laughs) But anyway, the guys join Tommy. It is their week to eliminate one contestant this week. Um, He lets them know that Troy was eliminated. Joel is like, well, I guess, you know, this is time to not be playing no games. This ain't no Pac-Man. And we need to get down to the nitty gritty. So... Tommy says they need to focus on if they can handle if they can be with a partner who can handle themselves in any situation. Um, that's kind of broad. That's kind of general. But I think what he meant to say was like, can you be with someone who can adapt to any situation? You know, someone you can take to the club and someone you can take to church. <laughs> you know, church got a lot of shout outs this week on this episode. So I was like, what are, what are y'all getting at? But Tommy reveals that he is going to be throwing a masquerade ball, which I've always, always, always wanted to have a masquerade ball. I've always wanted to go to one. Um, it's the gossip girlfriend in me, you know, something about putting on masks. But then as we put on masks today with COVID, I'm just like, ooh, my makeup. Will my makeup get ruined if I put on a masquerade? Anyway, um, they're having a masquerade ball. He tells the men that you need to come to dress to impress because you know the ladies are going to come show-stopping. And he's right. They definitely did. We're going to talk about it later. Um, but he tells them, you know, keep dating and keep getting to know them. Now, last week, Tommy told the ladies specifically what to do. You know, get in their house, dig deep, ask deep questions. But for the men, it's just like, oh, yeah, keep dating. Okay. (laughs) I'm trying not to, but it's just, it's, I know his tone is going to change as he talks to men and the women, but it's just like the way he explains the objectives to, um, each group each week. It's like, he's more lax with the fellas. Like they're playing jokes and they're sitting back, but with the women, it's like mission impossible Four. you know, they got to go in there. They got to hang from the ceiling. They got to paraglide off the side of a skyscraper. Like, the men get it easy um so yeah to wrap that up they're gonna have a masquerade ball i was excited because i thought the next scene would be the masquerade ball oh but no we have a couple of date scenes and you guys it's a lot of tea being spilled not only was this episode good and entertaining it was also messy so um yeah let's get into it so our first date is a group date with aj jason kyra and alexis um, they are ice skating, which are they're rollerblading. Were they rollerblading on an ice rink? Can you do that? Probably not because the friction. But anyway, <laughs> I was confused. Um, that's a cute date. That's cute. So um, we get Jason and Alexis paired off and then we get Kyra and AJ paired off. First, we see Kyra and AJ. Um, they do acknowledge that they have a history. And I'm so glad Kyra has stopped mentioning that damn debit card. Um, 
AJ says, although they have a history, she is still in his top to get to know. Um, drinking game alert. Every time you hear the word top, because we will hear it 5,000 times this episode. <laughs> take a drink, take a sip, take a shot, do whatever you got to do. All right. Kyra says that she likes AJ. She likes that he's well-educated, that he's put together. But she really likes that when he puts down his bullshit persona, um, she can get to know him better. So um, she feels like there's still a wall up. And uh, I didn't know that AJ was, well, he's a sound engineer. She mentioned that. But I see chemistry between the two of them, but I just see sexual chemistry it's kind of like yeah we went on a couple dates before but I doubt they had a physical connection when they were dating or when they went on those dates off the show and then it ended abruptly um because AJ AJ is all about touching and feeling like I'm pretty sure his love language is touch he's just like oh you're too far away from me come closer but Kyra's a beautiful woman I would probably want her closer too child but um yeah, they I want to see more of them. I want to see them on a one on one date. Um, I I just always feel like even though people go off and pair off and talk on group dates, we don't really get to see them in an intimate setting. So then we focus on Jason and Alexis Fly. She asked him straight up, like within this process, do you think you're ready to date someone who's already a parent or are you looking to build a family with someone new? And he's like, you know, I'll be honest, I've been trying to see you as just an individual and not you know your son's mom but I still see you as a parent um because you know he's the son's coach um so Alexis is just like listen if that's how you feel and she's very she's being very respectful about it she's just like I don't want to feel like I'm being strung along and Jason is like yeah we gotta have this conversation because he is just not he's not feeling her he's having a a hard time changing his perception of her as you know, a student's parent. Um, and she says, you know, he's not affectionate with her. And, you know, if that's the case, she needs to move along. So they sit down and hash it out that they are not attracted to one another. Even though I thoroughly believe that Alexis is into him, he's just not into her. Um, and she's just like, listen, that's okay. I'm glad we had this conversation. You know, let the best queen win. And she's like, I feel like I already know who's your top. I know who you want to go after. And Jason in his confessional says that Kyra is his top. You know, he wants to get to know Kyra more. Y'all remember that now. Jason said that Kyra is his top. <laughs> and um, yeah, Alexis is like, I already know who you're really into. So I hope you get that person. And then the camera pans over to Kyra. So right now, um, Jason is really into Kyra. That is going to change midway through. Not change, but he's going to add somebody else to his top roster. Mm side eye so the next date takes place with ron and stacy it takes place at ron's house i'm starting to believe maybe you know these locations are really their houses mm, maybe but um ron says he had a connection with stacy he wants to get to know her so she arrives first thing she notices is that he has food out and she's like oh so did you actually cook and he's like um well i ordered <laughs> I'm like, y'all know everybody can't cook. Like, if you coming over to my place on this show for a first date, um, I'm going to order some food. Like, I really have to like you to cook for you. Um, and my friend and I were just talking about this last night about, you know, guys who want to come to your house or want you to come over to their house on the first date and how we are against that. So I was thinking about that conversation when I was watching this, but obviously for a dating show and, you know, with COVID restrictions, 
I'll let them get away f- away with it. But in norm, y'all don't need to be in my house. Not this early. Not when I'm dating six other people on a show. But, um, you know, Stacy had to get that dig in that he ordered food. And he's like, yeah, you know, a little birdie told me that you like champagne and seafood. So that's what I have out for you. He got the top champagne. The what is it called? The Vu? The Vouve? <laughs> As y'all can tell, I haven't had it yet. But y'all know what champagne I'm talking about. Um, she he talks about, uh, you know, how did she get back into the dating world with being divorced? She says that being divorced, um... She's been divorced for four years and it's been hard to start over. She was just really trying to heal with her three children and regain that structure. You know, she really just wants a partner to have her back, rub her back. And basically her kids are rooting her on. So her kids are ready for love as well. And her kids are waiting on her to bring back somebody home for them. So no pressure, Ron. (laughs) She asked Ron which I feel was a setup question when we find out why, you know, how has his dating experience been? And he's like, well, you know, you got to make friends to get to the top or find your top. And he's like, yeah, I'm well aware of freaking frack. And she's like, oh, freaking frack is, does everybody know that now? Does everybody know about freaking frack? And I'm like, <sighs> I wrote down in my notes, I roll. Um, so freaking frack consists of Stacy and Chrysanthemum. They, Hit, really hit it off at the first mixer. We see some flashbacks of them first meeting, and now they are inseparable. And Stacy can't stop saying how much she loves Chrysanthemum, even though in this scene, her and Ron are still mispronouncing Chrysanthemum's name. So I'm just like, you really like her, and that's your bestie, but you can't even say her name correctly. Did that rhyme? Anyway, um, she says Stacy tells him that she was with. I don't know which one is freaking frack, but she was with Chrysanthemum last night. I guess that was the birdie that Ron be talking to. But she was with Chrysanthemum last night and it came out that both of them like Ron. So she wants him to clarify on who his number one pick would be. Damn, Stacy, you didn't even give him. <laughs> I hit the damn, Gina. Like you didn't even give him a minute. How you going to ask somebody, you know, I feel like it's a more guarded safety to ask, oh, who's in your top? You know, who are the type of people you're feeling as opposed to who's your number one? But I'm like, damn, Stacey, if you wanted to know, Ron sure let her ass know. Like he didn't hesitate, but he was just like, well, you know, I click more with Chrysanthemum. She's an easy fit. She's sassy. We'd like to hang out together and I have the better connection with her. So Ron is like he was enjoying the date, but then it got awkward because it steamed. It steamed. It seemed excuse me y'all it seemed like Stacy was wanting him to choose between her and Chrysanthemum right there and he straight up said you know yeah it's Chrysanthemum Stacy <laughs> I kind of felt bad for her because it's just like what what was your intention in asking that did you and Chrysanthemum get together the night before and devise a plan like oh when you go on his date ask him so well no but you know, your feelings end up getting hurt in the end because you're not his number one. He doesn't really know you like that. And if I'm being honest, I don't really see chemistry with Ron and Stacy. And I don't really know. It hasn't come out that he wants a traditional wife and that he wants a wife to stay home. Maybe he's changed his view on that after he saw the way Andrea reacted at the first night mixer. But that hasn't come up again. And also, I don't know if Ron is ready to step into that um stepdad role immediately so 
there was no love loss for me watching the two of them kind of bomb on this date, but it was really Stacy that ended up bombing the entire date trying to she was trying to be that girl. Side note, remember how I told y'all Stacy was clapping back on me on Twitter? She was clapping back on another reviewer <laughs> that I watched on YouTube. So I was like, okay, Stacy just got a bad attitude when it comes to people having comments on her while watching this show. So you ain't got to worry about me, Stacy girl. I am not going to comment on the rest of your journey here. Not Kiki. So our next date is with Chris, KG, and Amber. <laughs> yes, KG Chris. That's one person. He and Amber, um, I assume they're meeting at his house in his backyard. I don't know where they are. But he says he wants to go on another date with her because she is his number one. Okay, KG. All right. Um... When she meets him, he is like sitting or kneeling in the sun on a yoga mat or whatever. And he is doing like Zen and yoga and meditation. So um, she joins him and he says that he loves her unconventional thought process. And they are doing affirmations while meditating. I Y'all know I take yoga. I've been taking yoga regularly back again since last October. I'm here for this. Um, meditation and affirmations to start your day. It'll make a difference. That's just my personal thought. But um, while they're meditating and they're just happy to be around each other, I was like, do I see chemistry? Um, I, the, the sibling chemi- chemistry that I saw last week where I just thought they could be siblings or besties, it kind of disappeared. And I saw like a, an organic flow between the two of them. Now, I don't know if it's because they were doing the manifestations <laughs> and the mantras and the affirmations together and it was just a positive like setting, but I was like, mm, I'm starting to like the both of them together. I don't know. But anyway, after they're done meditating, they sit down. Amber asks how Chris feels about marriage and Chris is like, if you want to get married, you know, I'll get married. Like he feels like it's not the epitome of a relationship and it's not the ultimate goal. Um, I would normally say that's a red flag, but as I've grown older, my thoughts on marriage um, have changed. So yeah, um, Amber says that, you know, she, she feels the same way. And I was like, do you really feel that way? Or are you just saying that because you really like KG Chris and you don't want to have a difference of opinion. She just says that, you know, she feels the same way and that if you are soulmates, you will find your way towards marriage. Um, I, how do I, ugh, okay. I feel like they were saying two different things, but they were on the same page or vice versa. I just feel like Chris, especially after last season with the whole marriage and mortgage thing, He's not, I wish he had just said he was not in a rush to get married, which I think should be the main goal of ready to love. Like you're just ready to love. You're not ready to be at the altar. Um, yeah, like he, he said countless times throughout this season and last season that he just wants a partner for right now. So yeah. Um, now, although Amber is a DA, she's only, I think what, 31 or 32, which is kind of young for her. I would think traditionally and this would be this could be me being incorrect but I would think that she would want to leave the show finding someone that she could marry but maybe she has um changed her expectations or changed her mind or maybe with her being a DA and like she always says that men are so um uh insecure about her job maybe 
she's just not even settling in a bad way, but she's just placing herself within this thought process so that she doesn't get hurt. And I feel like that's kind of what they meant together. Um, yeah, is, is, is marriage the ultimate goal when you're dating someone? It, it depends on the person, really. That's my personal philosophy. Like, if you meet that person, you will want to make that step with them. The both of you, not just on one side, but... Um, KG says that he really likes Amber. He reiterates that she is his number one and that he likes being with her because it feels right and it feels easy. Um, that easy thing. I don't know. When you first meet a person, everything's easy breezy. But as you get to know them, it's not always going to be one of my favorite quotes from Maroon 5. It's not always rainbows and butterflies, right? (laughs) It's compromise. (laughs) But yeah, I'm enjoying their vibe as it is right now so next we have a group date with ron joelle diedrich aka pawpaw tressa chrysanthemum and vernisha um ron will be teaching the salsa class (laughs) which i thought was funny because he was so into it but you need a real instructor someone you're not comfortable with to to teach you salsa dancing i think i went once back in the day in um or either I went with a friend either way that shit is hard I'm very uncoordinated like that but anyway Ron is teaching them salsa and everybody is just thrown off that he's the instructor instructor that he's the instructor but um they're cool with Ron and they say that learning the salsa is very sexy because they get to be close and touch up on one another so Ron pairs them all off into different rooms and we see Joel and Vernicia um <laughs> Joelle just cannot stop looking at Vernicia's booty. And I feel it. I I, I know Joelle. I feel the same way. Um, He says that he's attracted to Vernicia because she's overcame some obstacles. Vernicia says that she likes Joelle because she doesn't have to chase him. It's easy and it's not forced and that their connection is natural. So they're cute. They're blushing. Joelle can't stop talking about her booty. They're cute or whatever. Uh, we barely see Tressa and Diedrich. We just see them struggling to learn how to dance. Um, but they're going to go on a date later, so it's okay. Next, we see... Um, well, not even next. We see Chrysanthemum and Ron together, you know, the half of freaking frack. And she tells them right off the bat that in the ladies' lounge last week, Alexis said that Ron and her were talking every day and that Ron told her that Alexis was his number one. I was just like, where the hell did this come from? See, y'all, if y'all have to make the episodes an hour and a half longer, (laughs) as opposed to just an hour, I'd be here for that because there's so many backstories going on that we don't even know about. And I feel that happened last season in that we didn't find out until other shit until the reunion and we had actual scenes to go with it. But now we just finding out stuff like freaking frack formed off screen now ron and alexis talking every day but um chrysanthemum is bothered because ron now has a top three and she's not trying to be number two so um she said that after that first date well when she first met ron ron was not her number one but after their first date together i think where they went to the bar and played jenga you know she made ron her number one and now she's kind of pissed because she don't like being number two position i'm just like really it's just a top two it's you and alexis because he already said he ain't feeling stacy um but you know she tries to check ron on it and he's like okay this is a process 
we're dating like I'm trying to find a partner like we still have some more layers to get through and she's like oh we do and he's like yes you know we do you know I'm here looking for a partner like this is how I'm going to find my partner I gotta go and date other people I can't believe Ron was making so much sense and that I was agreeing with Ron like Chrysanthemum was just being selfish and he even said that he was like her asking to be number one was a selfish move on her part and that um it had more to do with her ego and not his process for finding a partner boom go ahead Ron go ahead like that would upset me too like (sighs) I just feel like every season the women get caught up on the number one thing and it's like I understand because you don't want there to be any mixed signals, but play the game the way the men are playing it and have options. The only woman who is doing that correctly is Liz. I'm just annoyed that I have to say that each and every season, but that's what's happening. Ron's pissed and I'm pissed for him because you're not really respecting my process. You you just here to get kudo points and it really has to do more with you and your ego than finding love which you claim you're ready for but I don't think chrysanthemum's ready for love she's ready for games and like she said in her date she's ready for a man to protect and provide for her so you do realize you have to get out there and see which one of them can do it you can't just put all of that on one man right right maybe I'm making too much sense all right so this next section is going to be a lot (laughs) i'll try to get through it swiftly the last date of the episode is with tressa and diedrich you know the spice date that he probably he promised to take her on like two episodes um ago tressa says that diedrich says that she has the best personality but that doesn't really mean anything when a man tells you that um she wants to see where the attraction is um so they're at the spice date it's really awkward like Diedrich is just I don't know his vibes are off it's like he didn't even want to go on this date after all and he's trying to show her the spices and um thank you for teaching us this Diedrich that you should never use imitation vanilla because it um comes from beaver (laughs) imitation vanilla comes from a beaver's anal sack I did not know that. I'll probably Google that after this episode, but thanks. Um, Tressa notes that Diedrich is kind of off and she's just like, you know what? For at this point on, I'm just going to observe him. Um, but she says, I'm going to give him one more chance to show interest. Tressa, no, don't give him no more chances, okay? You need to be focused on dating other people if you feel like Diedrich is just being slow or that he's just stringing you along. Um, and when I say slow, I don't mean he's being dumb. I just mean he's being slow to like interact with her. She says, you know, what, what, how do you know when a man is feeling you? And he's just like, listen, if a man wants you, you will know. And that is my principle. I live and I guide by the principle that if someone wants to be with you, they will make the time to do so. Period. That's always been my principle and it's always stuck true to me. Um, but Tressa leaves the date feeling uninspired. She says, like, that man is not attracted to me. So going forward, she's going to explore other connections. Good girl. You need to start dating like these men are dating on this show. So finally, we get to the masquerade ball. And um, this is the first time everyone has seen each other since the brunch. The brunch where Ida Vicky went home. Um, <laughs> I wonder how Ida Vicky is doing. Um, 
Alexis Flop. I mean, Alexis Fly. Alexis Fly. Yeah, Alexis Fly comes through. She says that she is. She came to slay and not play. She is dressed in a very beautiful, like, mesh beaded, um, like, bejeweled dress with, like, a long dramatic train. I know she wanted all the attention to be on her, but she does look like a bride. And she says that's the mindset that she wanted to give give off because she is here to find her future husband however (laughs) alexis flop let me tell you something do not underestimate the church girls okay liz came through liz ate like liz had on this beautiful like one shoulder like red gown and it had like the peekaboo like middle where the cleavage it was the cleavage being on fleek but it was everything else like the whole look i was just like yes liz eat them alive and i thought the editing was shady because when alexis came in like they just show ron looking up at her but when Liz came in, everybody stopped what they were doing. And they were just like, damn, Liz. Okay, Liz. All right. Red dress. Um, David's mouth is open. And Liz feels like she is the belle of the ball. I said, because you are, bitch. If they had a crown that night, she would have gone home in first place. First, first place. And actually, Kyra looked beautiful. I loved Vernicia's gown, too. Like... I just love them black. When we get to dress up and just show the fuck out, we really go hard. I have written down in my notes, David is thirsty. He was just like, her hair was on point. Her earrings were on point. Um, And he's like, oh, I'm going to escort you in. But, you know, just play it cool because people already think we're together. I was like, David, why are you trying to cock block? And Liz was just like, what? He's like, yeah, because, you know, people think we're together. David, have a seat. (laughs) Jason notices Liz and he, you know, he, he looking, we're going to talk about Jason later, but, um, Tommy comes in with his masquerade, um, his mask on. And I wrote down, (laughs) Tommy looks like a mini Magneto. Like that, that mask was not big enough for his face, but, um, he sees Liz and he's like, Liz, (laughs) Tommy was like, wait till pasta sees this. (laughs) y'all don't underestimate the church girls okay they be the biggest freaks but um he introduces his wife Jacqueline Miles she goes by Jackie I think she's adorable I think they're adorable together so y'all know she's a super fan on the show so she's gonna be with him and mingling and getting to know people as well so um oh I just have written down because they they intersplice some scenes of people dancing in the background so I was like "Ooh, that's interesting so we see KG Chris and Amber dancing they look cute we see Chrysanthemum and Diedrich dancing I really feel like Diedrich likes Chrysanthemum I don't know what's going on with that storyline maybe we'll know more next episode we see Kyra and Ron dancing I was like okay they they have been doing my girl Kyra kind of dirty we haven't really seen her seen her with other people besides AJ and Jason but her and Ron look cute together and then we see Amber and Joelle dance. I'm like Amber and Joelle get off my man but okay um so we get a scene with Stacy and Ron and you know, Stacy's her feelings still hurt because obviously Ron didn't choose her over Chrysanthemum. So she's like, so how you feel about Chrysanthemum? Is she on her way to being your number one? Girl, gosh, he's just like, well, you know, there's still some more layers to peel back. So we'll see. 
And I'm just like, this is not your place to question him on who's his number one. We know it's not you. We know you're looking out for your friend with freaking frack, but this is fucking awkward. And she's just like, well, you know, Chrysanthia needs an alpha male and she needs someone to take the lead. And that's what you need to do. You just need to be more aggressive about it. Um, Ron is just like with Stacy intervening, she's just becoming very irritating and the whole freaking frack thing is becoming irritating as well i agree we get a scene with alexis she is sitting on the staircase of course her train which was beautiful is laid out beautiful on the staircase that she's sitting on first of all unless you having a photo shoot why are you just sitting on the stairs girl in this beautiful what looks like a custom-made couture gown um but jackie's over there and the first thing she says is like oh your gown looks so beautiful right there on the ground and i'm just like yeah girl we know why she's sitting on that staircase. She's trying to have a fashion moment. But um, Alexis wants to talk to Jackie because she wants to discuss, you know, how do you go into a marriage? How do you go and develop a happy marriage? Because she doesn't want a happy marriage. She wants a joyful marriage because joy is everlasting. Okay, Alexis, I'll give you that. Um, Jackie just tells her, listen, you have to like each other. You have to be friends. There'll be days where you have to like and love each other, even when you're mad at each other. So I think Jackie's main point to Alexis was develop a friendship first. And I agree with that. Um, we get a scene with freaking frack at the party and Stacy's just trying to put out there that the duo is intimidating to everybody else. And Chris, it's Chris and Ron over there, KG Chris and Ron with freaking frack and they're just like, so y'all really running with this freaking frack thing. So that's why Stacy is like telling KG, she's asking him, oh, is it intimidating? And he's like, no, um, it would just get in the way of if people would want to get to know you. And she's just like, oh, well, you shouldn't let someone else block your blessing. If anybody's blocking anybody's blessing, it would be you, Stacey. Um, KG feels like none of the men can get to know Chrysanthemum. So that's interesting to me. So that's letting me know that there are men really in the group interested in chrysanthemum but he also says that it's hard to get to know her because every time you try to get to know her you know who's running up behind her stacy stacy's always interfering and i call that cock blocking listen i am a gamecock i will never cock block if me and my homegirl are out and we feeling the same dude you'll see where he's at he's either feeling me or her i'm not gonna insert myself to cock that's so ugh that's so fucking thirsty but men do that shit all the time okay i literally just watched it happen two weeks ago pressed like a motherfucking space bar so freaking frack are talking to tommy and he's like oh so freaking frack <laughs> i'm just like oh somebody split this group up by the end of the episode but he's like you know you gotta separate that and you know mingle and get to know the other men separately and she's and they were like oh we're doing that we're separating and i'm just like y'all full of shit y'all are glued to each other the whole night um, but Stacy gets defensive and she tells Tommy, you know, you need to hold the men accountable and not let them get intimidated by the both of us. Girl, bye. <laughs> Chrysanthemum was like, yeah, how is it any different than bro code? And I'm just like, what? And then somehow Jesus got into it and they ended up cursing. I think they were like, well, yeah, shit. I mean, if Jesus, um, what did they say? They were like, if Jesus leads you to a path. I don't really know what that had to do, but that was enough for Tommy to just exit stage left. Um, we get a scene with AJ, Diedrich, and Ron. Tommy goes over to them and he's discussing freaking frack. And they're just like, yeah, none of us can get to know Chrysanthemum because Stacy over there plotting like she's inserting herself. 
um, the ladies, some of the ladies are talking with Jackie and they're talking about not want trust. I think is talking about not wanting to chase a man. And, uh, Jackie's like, yeah, you know, a man that finds a wife finds blah, blah, blah. (laughs) One day I'm going to find the end of the quote. You guys, I promise I'm gonna read my Bible. Jason is pulling Liz to the side because he really, really was looking at her when she walked in. And like I told y'all, Liz was killing him with this red dress. So they're talking, sitting close to one another, and he moves her hair out the way. I was like, ooh, are we getting physical? Now, Jason, who last week was as far west on the couch from Alexis, he is just giving Liz eye contact. They are well within the six feet. (laughs) He's close enough that he can move her hair. She gets a little fumbled. I'm like, see, when somebody likes you, you're going to know when they likes you, Alexis. Um, But yeah, he moves her hair. She's fumbled. And he asked her, so do you think me, you could be a match? And she was like, "Uh, I don't really know. We need to explore that. And the camera pans down and Liz is rubbing on Jason's leg. I'm just like, "Mm." okay but she's like you know if we could be a match it would have to do with your spirituality and your vibe she really enjoyed that so she wants to explore going on a date with jason jason then says that um remember how early at the skating rink jason was saying and even alexis was saying that his top pick was kyra Mm -hmm. now jason is saying that liz is now in his top pick um, he likes the fact that she's laid back, classy, and ladylike. She's giving off a Michelle Obama vibe. And um, now Liz is a little conflicted because she likes David, but she wants, again, that date with Jason. This was a cute coupling. It was cute to see how Jason reacted to seeing Liz walk in the door. I don't know. I Liz, like I said, is the only woman playing the game to me that we're seeing. She's getting out there. She's just not settling down with David even though on paper they make a perfect match so I like that she is exploring her options because what she went on the date with AJ last week she went on the date with David and now maybe we'll see her go on a date with Jason Ron is speaking to Chrysanthemum they're talking about how this party in the episode title is based on that movie Eyes Wide Shut even though this episode is called Eyes Wide Open. If y'all remember that boring-ass movie, but it's regarded as a great movie with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman back when they were married. And basically, the premise is they're a married couple, but they're getting bored of one another. And Chris, Chris, and um, Tom Cruise starts visiting like this underground, like very Candy Barrest sex dungeon where some shit hops off and happens. And then I think at one point, they both start getting into the sex dungeon but anyway y'all didn't ask for that but i'm gonna give y'all the history okay mayo history mayo ron sees alexis walk by joelle is getting a drink for her and ron literally leaves chrysanthemum to go running off to alexis and i'm just like god damn (laughs) he didn't even wait he was like a dog in heat and chrysanthemum is visibly pissed i would be too if i was talking to you and you made it apparent. You didn't even try to be slick and be like, oh, I'm gonna go get you a drink and I'll be back. Or, oh, let me go, you know, just no transition, just runs over to Alexis. So him and Alexis are hugging. Um, This is where I wrote down, shit is getting messy. Okay, so Ron and Alexis are talking and she's just like, you know, I just want to know what's going on with you because Chrysanthemum was making it sound like you told her you were her, she was your number one in the last deliberation. And that's the vibe that she was giving off. And I'm just like, 
not really like chrysanthemum was happy after that first date with ron but she was saying that ron was her number one i don't think chrysanthemum ever stated that ron said she was his i think she was stating that she was feeling him and that she really liked him so i'm just like see y'all delivering messages back incorrectly um so alexis is like you know do you see a true connection with her kind of low-key shading chrysanthemum um and do you feel like you know she's being genuine because she alexis says that she likes to compete and that this is now the second time that chrysanthemum has taken interest in someone that alexis is interested in she says that she was interested in aj so was chrysanthemum i don't think we saw that or that we've seen that yet but if she says so so she's saying that her and chrysanthemum have aj and now ron in common you can tell it's kind of annoying her but um she wants ron to think about if chrysanthemum is with him for the right reason now, although I get where she's coming from as a viewer, because Chrysanthemum is all about, you know, she wants a man to take care of her, which there's nothing wrong with that. She wants a man to pay the bills and be the provider. Alexis, that's not your job to decipher. That's Ron's job to decipher. Um, and he was like, you know, only time will tell. We'll see if she's anything more than just what she is right now, which is surface level. And Alexis is laughing at that little comment and Ron is kind of laughing. But I can tell that Ron wasn't being messy when he said that surface level comment. I told that's just how I mean, I feel that's how he just genuinely felt about Chrysanthemum in the moment, especially with the whole night with Stacy interjecting and telling him that he needed to be aggressive with her and kind of pressuring him to make Chrysanthemum his number one. Yeah, Alexis took it the messy way. Ron, I don't think meant it that way, but Alexis... <laughs> Alexis flop. <laughs> I still genuinely like Alexis. I just, I hate to see the cattiness come out among women. I don't like that. But um, yeah, they end on that note. Vernicia and Joelle are talking, looking very nice together. Joelle had on a nice tux that was, I think, navy blue with the swirls. It was either navy blue or purple, but it was just so well tailored. So Jason walks up. He's like, don't forget to invite me to the wedding. And they're like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm gonna be the best man when y'all get married, you know? So I was just like, oh, they do look so cute together. But that was all for the ball, you guys. The ball, whew, there was a lot going on. I, I wasted a whole page alone on just what happened at the ball. So we finally, finally, it feels like a long time, make it back to Thomas Tabernacle. <laughs> Tommy rolls up in there with this like brown trench coat on. <laughs> it's like a short trench coat that's belted in the top of, okay, Inspector Gadget. <laughs> he didn't look like, na -na 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 -na, Inspector Gadget. But um, he's sitting down, the guys are liquored up. He's like, yeah, I like when y'all drinking here because that's when we get the true shit out of y'all. So he was like, did everybody like the ball? everyone's like yeah all the guys were like yes he was like you guys were all dressed like butter everybody was smooth but the women really outshone y'all um with the dresses they had on and he was like that liz <laughs> and joelle was like yeah man that baby broke my neck you know she broke my neck i'm gonna need some icy hot my neck still hurting from looking at liz and i'm just like yes david top but yes with liz she was the best dress and the doors of the church are open <laughs> <laughs> I done told y'all, but sleeping on the church, girls. Um, so Tommy's like, all right, you got to peel back some layers. You got to take your mask off and really get to know one another. Who are we feeling the most? 
he asks AJ first. AJ says that he likes Kyra. Um, she likes the fact that she is forgiving about that damn debit card and that she helps keep him, she helps to keep him honest by asking him questions. If you need a woman to keep you honest, let's move on to the next person. KG Chris says that he's feeling amber. He likes the fact that with the Zen and yoga that they did in the meditation that she is all in. He did say surprisingly amber, so... That leads me to believe that Chris went on other dates. We just haven't seen it yet. David says that, of course, it's Liz for him. Um, It's just them both bonding with the spirituality that he really likes. Joelle says, Vernicia, he just likes the fact that she's a single parent. Again, he mentions that she has overcame some personal um, obstacles. And she's sweet and she holds it down with her business, her family, and her kids. Ron says, my number one... He didn't say who's my favorite, who I'm feeling. He says his number one is Alexis. And it's really because they talk every day and their vibe reminds him of the starting point of a relationship. So there is a lot going on with Ron and Alexis. I'm I'm eager to see how that is going to end up. So Tommy then asked the men who they're not feeling. AJ says that he's not feeling Stacey or Chrysanthemum. Um, that both of them are always together and that they are too close and that they give the vibe that they always want you to choose one over the other. I completely agree. Uh, Ron says that Stacy is at the bottom. Notice how Ron never really answers the specific question, but gives his own specific answer. Like before when um, Tommy was like, tell me who you're feeling. Ron stated, oh, my number one is Alexis. So with this, who are you not feeling? Ron is saying, oh, Stacy's at the bottom. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty, Ron. Um, he says that Stacy's at the bottom because although he likes a woman to tell him what to do, who, you know, is very direct, he is not one of her kids. And everybody's like, ooh, okay. All right. Um, Ron, yeah, he said that. So Joelle also says that Stacy, you know, he hates to say it, but Stacy's too aggressive. Um, who the hell is this? I cannot read my handwriting, you guys. Oh, David. Oh, David. (laughs) I just completely wrote D-A-D with a half of E in there. David said that he is also not feeling Stacy. He didn't really like the narrative that she was trying to push with that whole, um, secrets and passwords and all that kind of stuff last week, but that he is also not feeling Tressa. Jason says that he's also not feeling Tressa because he's not feeling a physical attraction to her, that he's not attracted. AJ hops on that bandwagon with Tressa as well. There's no physical attraction. And Diedrich says that it's also Tressa for him. You shouldn't have to force flirt with someone. If it's not there, it's not there. Who was asking you to flirt with them, Diedrich? I'm so confused. I think Diedrich may be on his way out next, unless something shady happens. Um, so the two women at the bottom are Stacy and Tressa. Tommy tells them that, you know, whatever happens with these ladies, you need to have an honest and respectful conversation with them, but to also give them proper closure in the conversation so that they're able to grow. Good job, Tommy. I really like that you said that about the proper closure, because sometimes we're just chasing for closure that's never going to happen. But true closure does allow someone to plant their seeds and grow and lay another foundation to become a better person. Just my personal opinion. Um, Chris is saying that it was thick. The tension was thick in the room. He means Kyra thick. I was like, what do you mean thick? If you're feeling Kyra, then take her out on a date. Period. Alrighty. So 
with these kiss off dates we get david steven oh that would actually be a squish name david and stacy um and i applaud david for having a conversation with stacy in the event that she does go home just like she didn't have the balls to have the conversation with him whatever but um david asked stacy you know how does she enjoy the ball the masquerade ball and she's like oh i just feel like freaking frat got a bad rap and are you men just scared of getting caught up with us and david's like ain't nobody you know scared of getting caught up with y'all we're just aware that within freaking frack y'all have conversations and conversations will happen and i agree you just said on your date with ron stacy that you was with chrysanthemum the night before and y'all were talking about him so yeah you y'all be talking see you gotta be slick when you talk about men with other women you gotta be slick you gotta act like y'all don't talk <laughs> but um he says that after their first date, he says at first he was very interested in Stacy, but after that Pilates date, he kept trying to dig deeper and get to know her, and she was kind of guarded and was not having it. Um, he says that the men deliberated and that there were there was a lack of true genuineness from coming from Stacy, and that the men have decided that she is not ready to love. Now, when this happened, I was like, ah! <laughs> I had a feeling it was going to happen after last week, but that doesn't mean like I wanted it to. I I just had a feeling. I had a feeling. Um, She says she feels bamboozled, cheated and shocked. She's crying. She's having a breakdown. And David says that this was the first time he ever felt that she was real, you know, with her sitting across the table from him and crying. And she's just like, you know, I just feel like people need to be honest with their expectations coming into this process because if they're not real relationships will not form and I 1000% agree with Stacy. everybody kind of like skates on stuff and I don't want to say they lie but I don't feel like people genuinely put their best foot forward on this show as a whole and that's how no relationships form near, near the end that's why when we get to the union you know they break up after a day or they break up as soon as they get home because somebody left a goddamn note on their door. Calfani. <laughs> I'm still mad about that. But um, she says she's sad because she feels like she let her kids down. Her kids are ready for her to come back with somebody. And I felt bad in that moment because, you know, she, she just wants to find that partner for not only herself but for her kids but baby you gotta like the person first you can't just bring home any tom dick and harry so that your kids will feel comfortable with you being with someone like you genuinely have to like the person so bye stacy um next we see joelle discussing uh or having a discussion with tressa now she is under the impression that they are on a date so i'm like oh finally we get a joelle and tressa date um, but he's just like, oh, she looks so good. She can't even look at him. I'm like, Joelle, stop being a sweet talker for two seconds and get down to the nitty gritty. Get down to business. But um, Joelle lets Tressa know that she's a queen who needs a king, but um, not enough of the men were really feeling her and that she is not ready to love. And it's going to be a damn double elimination. Okay, y'all, my mouth. <laughs> I said, oh. Not my girl Tressa. Ugh. Tressa has to go home as well because not a men, not enough men are feeling her. When in reality, you know, these men, I don't even say that they don't want anyone curvy or plus size because obviously Joelle 
is feeling for Nisha. I just think that they were ready to homegirl vibe her because of certain characteristics. It was the comedian um, characteristic. It was the natural hair. Um, I feel like if Renisha had an afro on, they would probably push her to the side too. But, you know, we could argue about this all day long, but it would, it wouldn't change the outcome. So, you know, um, I like that Joel is being very nice about it because Tressa does end up crying and I'm, I'm just like, oh man, I wish, I just wish they had a better group of men for Tressa. But, you know, she says she's you know, not sad because she knows her king is out there somewhere and she will find him. She just won't find her king here. Um, they're holding hands like he's rubbing her back. I'm like, Joelle, stop being nice. Okay, Joelle is the homeboy you call up after breakup and you guys go out to dinner and you have the deep conversation and y'all end up fucking. <laughs> but yeah, um, so double elimination. Tressa and Stacy both go home. Of course, I agree that Stacy should have left. Um, the whole freaking frack thing really was not helping her. It was hurting her and it was only boosting up Chrysanthemum, in my opinion, because everyone was trying to get to know Chrysanthemum now all of a sudden. But here goes Stacy. And I think she could feel that no one was really feeling her that way. I wish Tressa would have gotten a chance to stay. I wish she would have gotten a chance to explore that relationship with Joelle more as opposed to Diedrich just wasting her time. Like I said, I hope or I think Diedrich will be the next one to go. So I enjoyed this episode. Um, the promo said that it would come back on the 18th, either May 18th or the 14th. So we're going to have a little break, you guys. It may be a two-week break, but um, I'll try to find something in the meantime. If not, I'm just going to relax because I feel like I've been pretty consistent and on top of these episodes. And I just want to say thank you guys. I see the numbers. Y'all are listening. Um, I'm not going to call y'all strays. Wherever y'all coming from, I really do appreciate you guys um, for listening to these Ready to Love Review episodes. Okay? So whenever it is that I will see y'all, it will be mid-May. I will be fully vaccinated. <laughs> And I will be ready to get to the second half of this series. Thank you guys so much for listening. I can be found at K-D-A-S-H-D-I-O-R on Twitter and on Instagram. I will see y'all next time. Bye.